Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Prepare for Impact podcast. I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we are going to be talking about the Great Commission, which uh, includes some of the verses from Matthew 28, as well as we are going to kind of touch on Acts 1 8 as well, which uh, will kind of go into why we believe that that's connected with the Great Commission. And uh, for now, we hope that you guys stay tuned and join us. All right, guys. So here we are. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the Great Commission. Um, Lydia, why don't you go ahead and read us uh, the verses in Matthew 28 uh, that, are, that are called the Great Commission? Sure. Um, Matthew 28, 19 through 20 is, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We can start out by kind of breaking down what, you know, the, the very first part of that and just go forth and make disciples of all nations, right? So that's the, uh, the obvious tie-in to discipleship. So what, what does that look like maybe? And how do we, how do we fulfill that? I always like to tie in um, the Isaiah six is it isaiah six passage where um god is commissioning isaiah it's interesting that it takes him six chap five chapters basically to get to where god asked him to do this he's so excited about um what god has asked him to do so he gets right into the whole prophety thing mm-hmm. but um but in isaiah six he he you know talks about seeing seeing uh, God's throne room and and God saying who will go for us and Isaiah says here am I send me mm-hmm. but that whole idea of who will go then I think we see again what Jesus is saying so go mm-hmm. uh, and I think for the Great Commission it's not it doesn't really matter where you go it could be going across the street it could be going to another state here in the United States or mm-hmm. uh, maybe a short-term mission trip on a during a crisis thing or it could be going to some other country but all of those goes commandments kind of things when when Christ says go hopefully we say here am I send me if you read our blog post this week that was what it's about on responding here am I when when Jesus prompts us to go mm-hmm yeah, I think sometimes the go and the make disciples, it's it's so broad what go and what make disciples look like. And we talked a lot about what discipleship is mm-hmm. this season, but it's still such a broad term for what making a disciple looks like, you know, and we, yeah. I mean, we've talked about all of that piece. And then the going part also, like Jeff was saying, sometimes it just means moving. It doesn't necessarily, like taking steps forward instead of staying still just taking action yeah yeah Mm -hmm. versus and i think we're all kind of on the cups cusp of coming back from a culture where missionaries who went overseas were the high like that's how you get into heaven kind of christians (laughs) but now we're realizing oh go is not just uh Mm -hmm. go is not to go farther it's to just move further um in your spiritual life. But yeah, I think it's yeah. such a broad um, term. It's hard to kind of break that down. But I think the Holy Spirit guides us in our own specific ways of what go and what make disciples looks like in our lives. 
Yeah, I'm not sure there's a, a single thing, but I think Jesus does give us a key there of part of making disciples is teaching, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. helping people understand what he taught and what his commandments to the disciples, his disciples were, that really then projects on to us. Mm-hmm. So, and if I think if we would look at like the new kingdom and and Jesus' two main things were this one, go and and make disciples, teaching teaching basically everyone what I commanded you and what he commanded them. Really, it's very simple: love each other. That's that's like the main thing. Love, love God, the Lord your God. Love people. Yeah. Love God. Love people. Mm-hmm. That's. The meat and potatoes, unless you're Lydia and don't like potatoes, then <laughs> the it's meat and just bread. the meat and bread <laughs> yes. of it all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with all that's been said. I think that it's, it is really hard to kind of dissect um, this because really, if you want to hear kind of a lot of our opinions on how uh, discipleship just in general, of course, hopefully you've listened to the last six, seven episodes of Prepare for Impact this season, but just to... Eight? Yeah. Well, this will be eight, isn't it? No, this will be nine and then ten. Ten. Okay. So, anyway, hope that you've been following us along this entire season. Uh, if not, I'd really encourage you to do that. But, yeah, we, you know, the, the whole idea of go and, and and breaking that down more so than just the idea of that it's, you know, just, I guess, giving real life examples. I mean, there are so many ways and so many different circumstances for people who maybe feel like they can't go overseas and a lot of people can't. Uh, so, you know, for me, like I have some medical stuff that prevents me from going to certain areas of the world. And so for me, going is figuring out where I can go if it's international. And if not, then it's figuring out what go looks like. So for us, it was when Uh, or for me, I guess, whenever I started here and Jeff was, uh, there had been some talk about doing a podcast. Nobody had really kind of started on it. And then uh, Jeff was like, well, Connor, why don't you do it? Like, if you feel like this is something, and and that's kind of a go step, right? That we felt like that this would be a great way. And Jeff was talking about earlier about teaching. You know, this is a great way that's not super formal of teaching. I don't even know if what we've said all these, you know, episodes or whatever, you know, there's probably a lot of different opinions on the way in which we go about discipleship or about how to start in missions, like in our first season. But it's taking those steps. And even though it may not be completely mapped out for you, taking those steps and still like seeing what God has for you along the way. So we've seen us go from really poor sound quality in our first season and not a whole lot of content to now where we're able to have these these different episodes where we can talk about something like diving deeper this season was kind of a seemed like a really risky thing for me, at least to try to have 10 episodes just about discipleship. Like there's plenty to talk about when it comes to discipleship, but a lot of it kind of funnels right back to the the whole idea of the Great Commission, right, is, is that it's go go forth and, and teach. And so that's, yeah, that's my example. I think of, of really just what uh, a real life example might look like where it's not, we're literally walking just down the hall to come in and record this. And it's not something that's particularly difficult to do. There's a lot of people who podcast and do stuff like that, but we took the steps to do that. I think too, you, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's a huge spectrum. You know, you've got 
us or in this situation as you were talking about connor where you you know we're just we're taking we're going in new directions or we're trying to follow where jesus is leading us in our daily life Mm -hmm. okay so kind of in our personal relationship with christ or our personal ministry but then you've got those people like i think so jesus gives us this kind of instruction and then really the rest of the new testament are stories about people who did just that Mm -hmm. so you know whether it's whether it's philip or whether it's peter or whether it's paul or you know whoever we're following Mm -hmm. in the story they're actually doing they're actually obeying jesus and going out and and for some of them this wasn't an exciting thing you know it Mm -hmm. wasn't all like for philip where you know, you go down, you get on the road to Gaza, you meet up with the Ethiopian eunuch and, you know, and, and he immediately responds and then you, you know, he gets baptized and then you get Star trek away to some other, other place, you know. I mean, that was one person's experience of obedience in, in going. But mm-hmm. then you've got like Paul who carries out the exact same, tries to be obedient to the exact same command mm-hmm. and he ends up you know, having to escape a city via basket through a window out, you know, down the wall, getting mm-hmm. stoned and left for dead. You know, I mean, we're in prison yeah, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we don't know what that path is ahead. All of those things are responding, in a sense, to the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And and in, I guess in the missions world and today, you'd have everything from late 1800s where people would actually pack all their stuff in a coffin because when they went to Africa, they weren't coming back. Mm. You know, I mean, they just figured we're going to take everything with us and we're going to die there. So Mm. where today you have missionaries who, where there's a lot more short-term activity that happens or Mm -hmm. they'll go and they have an impact thing that they do. And then every summer they come back to the U.S. or wherever they're from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, so it just looks different. and the thing is, we can't judge each other. I think it's very easy when you start talking about the Great Commission just to get into this judgment thing, like, or one-upping on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, so judging is, you know, pointing fingers at somebody else, but one-upping is when you're just making yourself right. look better, you know, well, yep. I went there, I went here, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I think we need to be careful of those things in trying to be obedient and realizing that everybody's steps of obedience are going to look different yeah. mm-hmm. because they have different things that they have to concern, be concerned about, like your health issues or, mm-hmm. um, or, or the things that God has placed in our lives help direct us to what he wants us to do yep. or he wants us to be in those situations. Mm-hmm. The key always boils down to obedience. Yep. Are we being obedient to what God is asking us to do today, tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Well, in every moment. Of right. the right. day. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, the going back to the go being such a, and this, the great commission is so inhumanly possible. Like <laughs> it's one sentence, go out into all the nations, baptize them, make them all learn who I am and become obedient to who I am. There's no, even though we hear all these great stories of Philip who gets uh, beamed to a different <laughs> right part. Right. Azotus is actually yeah. in the city, but right. But yeah, and the, or Paul even and the like the crazy earthquake that he could just you know right. whatever yeah. all those things. Hindsight, yeah, those are like amazing stories, and we're always going to look back at them and be like, well, that is 
what going is. But we, d- I mean, we don't always get that perspective of the hard every day that they had or the moment to moment decisions that they had to make. Um, mm-hmm. Even the uh, missionaries who would go and pack things in coffins, like that's a commitment for sure. But man, I don't, there's so many pieces in between. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. And and nobody goes anticipating that they're going to give their life. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that's you always have to kind of cross a mental bridge mm-hmm. that that might happen. But you don't think about that every day. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing about missions that a lot of people don't understand. And, and part of this is due to short term missions, because mm-hmm. if you go to someplace for a week or two weeks, every day is scheduled and planned and packed full of stuff and you're on this adrenaline run for two weeks Mm -hmm. that is not what missions is like on the day-to-day right so your longer-term missionaries go and their lives are very much like our lives would be here Mm -hmm. it's just you know they get up in the morning and they have breakfast and they look at their agenda or whatever it is and you know they they do the things that they're supposed to do or they they plan to do and then yep. they get home and they have dinner and then they go to bed and they get up the next morning to do the same thing mm-hmm. so it's not it's not this adrenaline kind of whoa i'm yep. a missionary it's right. like Oh, I'm a missionary. You know, I mean, that's kind of how it feels sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it does get pretty exciting, but, and you know, there are things that happen and events, but I think we could point to those things in our lives here too. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So it, it all just kind of then backs up to what is God asking you to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your part in the great commission today? That was a great, or in this moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that comes down to as well, or something that I've I've noticed or that I've seen, I'm sure other people have too, that the Great Commission used to be used, and this was probably like 90s, 80s, it was a big, the church had this big emphasis on unreached people groups. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Great Commission was kind of the big verse behind, like, it says to all nations, right? And so these people who have never heard about God or whatever, yet later in the Bible, it talks about how God reveals himself to all man, whether they see it or not. So it's, but... I, I think that's that kind of feeds into sort of what you were saying in that it is, I feel like it comes down to a, how do you translate this for your own life sort of a thing, right? So there's there are still churches, agencies who are all about reaching those who have never been been reached by modern civilization or by, you know, there was the example of that young gentleman who died several months ago now, I think, Um and so there are stories like that as that was what he felt like God was calling him to do. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. It definitely doesn't make sense to other people. So it's really easy for all of us around to point fingers and be like, well, that was really dumb of him to do. But we don't know what God was calling on his life. And, and in the same way that support funded missionaries, like there are people that will look at that and they'll be like, well, why don't you just go get a job or go work at an agency that pays you? And I think that the translation for you and your own individual life, I mean, I can't explain logically to somebody who's pointing a finger at me and saying, why do you, why have you been raising support for two and a half years? I, I couldn't logically explain to them why I haven't been, you know, financially providing for my family. It's just that God has given me OC and my time here and it's been the best two and a half years of my life, even though I haven't been financially providing for my family. Um, and so, but, but the community and, and the encouragement that I receive here. 
is far beyond any of that. So, sorry, a little sidebar on that, but really just the, the translation, I think, in, in how the Great Commission works for each individual person is, is really um, important. And to kind of wrap up everything. Although Lydia was going to talk about her favorite oh, part of that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Yes. That is. No, or, I actually, I have two points now. So okay. we're talking about this and it reminds me, so a month ago we did a service week at our church, um, which in its tiny, tiny little perspective is our own way of trying to make the Great Commission, mm-hmm. like the gospel reality for junior high kids of them going out and serving. Um, and the way that Mary, who's our like teacher through the week, she explained it as whatever is in your hand. God will put things in your hand. And maybe it's a job at OC. Maybe it's your neighbor next door. Maybe it's the mean person on the street. You know, whatever. What's in my hand and how can I sacrifice that for God? Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Sometimes it's what's in my hand is an opportunity to go overseas or a calling to go overseas. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is, here's an, like, maybe I need to get a new job. Maybe it is all those little things. But what's in my hand and then how to sacrifice it, mm-hmm. which was such a cool analogy and picture even for junior hires to look at but as an adult for me to go okay what's in my hand when I start to freak out about the vastness like this sentence go and make disciples of all nations (laughs) right that's so big and it gets so distracting but then when you take the time to look at the moment and to look what's in your hand Mm -hmm. figure out what to do with this and sacrifice it Mm -hmm. um just a cool picture of that yeah but then also yeah, my favorite part of the Great Commission is just the very end of, and surely I'm with you always, to the very end of the age. Like, what a beautiful stamp at the end. Like, Jesus didn't want to leave before he let everyone know, you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I gave you this huge, go and make disciples of all nations, gave you this big charge. But don't forget, like, I'm here. I'm working through this situation all the time. Mm-hmm. Focus what's on your hand. I'm with you. I'm looking at it with you. Let's figure this out together. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And some 2,000 years later, still the same way as if he was here. It's still the same to the very end of the age. The very end of the age. Yeah. That is really great. And so as we're kind of wrapping up our time here for this part one of two, we're going to talk about Acts 1-8 next next Friday. So we hope that you guys will um, stay tuned and join us for that. Uh, But as we're kind of wrapping up this this one on uh, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, we really wanted to kind of put out a an opportunity for you guys to really just look at what it is that God has in your hand um, in the moment as you're listening to this. Is it, or do you feel like you're led to do a short-term or a long-term mission trip overseas? Are you feeling led to help out, like Lydia was saying, the neighbor next door or whatever the situation may be? But we really want to encourage you that whatever that is, that you take even just a small step, a small baby step of faith in that and and pursue that and so and of course if it is something with short-term or long-term missions internationally we would love to hear from you guys uh if it's any any of those things we'd love to even hear your story if it's just about helping your neighbor next door we'd love to really hear about that and so yeah we we just want you guys to think about that and of course if uh you do need help with uh or or encouragement or coaching or discipleship anything like that when it comes to Uh, missions locally or abroad we're always available to talk to you guys you can always reach out to us on twitter facebook and instagram you can email us at mobilization at oci.org and until then until next or until this monday when we see you guys hear from you guys for the sip we 
Hope that you guys have a great weekend. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.